0: Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Thief Steaks ends April 3rd, 2023. Void or prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito Patriots Nation, what's going on? Brian Phillips, editor and staff writer here at PatPulpit.com. We have got a special crossover episode of uh, well, just basic, general, awesome Patriots content. Uh, it's not necessarily an episode of Deep Down the Middle or an episode of Pat of the Pats Nation podcast, uh, but we have Pat Lane from the Pats Nation podcast and my normal co-host Ryan Kieran here this week. Uh, it's a special off-season project that we started last year. Uh, it's Pat's uh, little pet project, um, the Pat Ma- March Madness bracket. Pat, how you doing? And uh, and give us a little breakdown on uh, on how the bracket is shaping out this year, and what the format is, and and what that whole process is.
1: All right. Well, thank you. I'm doing great. I'm uh, doing great. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Uh, it's our first. Our first time together. I know you've uh, you've been on my show before, and then I'm excited to be on yours as well. But uh, this year, last year, we uh, we did the best games of the Belichick era, which was fun, good conversation. But uh, this year, it's even better conversation. I think uh, it's actually the biggest busts of the Belichick era. And so, when you look at a bust, a- and we had you know a spirited conversation in in the Pat in the uh, Pat's Pulpit Slack channel, kind of about who the busts were and what what a bust entailed, and and so on this list, the only draft picks on this list are first and second round picks. So, you know, guy like Josh Boyce. Yeah. He sucked. Did I want him to be good? Absolutely. But he was a fourth round pick. So he's not really a bust because, you know, we weren't expecting that much from him. And so you look at, uh, you know, first and second round picks and that's kind of where, that's where, um, where it all came from. And again, a lot of people, a lot of people bringing things into bringing things into the chat and I'm bringing things through people and we're just talking to different friends and, Oh, Hey, remember this guy and that guy. And, A lot of guys that we kind of pulled out of the woodwork that we had forgotten about that I kind of blocked out of my memory. And so um, it was a lot of fun, you know, and then I went through naming the regions and, you know, you'll see once you get a closer look at it, you know, everyone out there, you can see it on your screen if you're watching it right now. But if you get a closer look at it, the regions are named after players who were drafted in the drafts of players in that region. So, for instance, in the Chad Jackson region or in the Greg Jennings region is Chad Jackson because Patriots took Chad Jackson over Greg Jennings in the Dominique Easley region, or I'm sorry, in the DeMarcus Lawrence region is Dominique Easley because the Patriots drafted Dominique Easley over DeMarcus Lawrence in the uh, Mark Andrews region is Duke Dawson because Mark Andrews obviously available when Duke Dawson was taken. And then in the Keenan Allen region is Aaron Dobson because Aaron Dobson was taken when, when Keenan Allen was available. And so I thought it'd be kind of fun to, you know, to throw some names in there that are, are fairly big names you know that are players that Patriots missed out on because they took some bum instead.
0: Yeah, and and we're doing a little bit of different off season content for you guys here. Um, Ryan, how are you doing, sir? And um, and I know you've you've got to be licking your chops here at uh, at some of the names on this busts list.
2: Uh, absolutely, I'm doing great. Thanks for. I'm excited to uh, do this episode with Pat. Uh, excited to dig into this bracket. I you know March is for brackets. Send me absolutely. all of them. I'll I'll fill all of them out. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the only initial note that I have is since we talked, uh, you know, Greg Jennings, Chad Jackson, the first like formulated football thing that drove me nuts. And so that year I was 10 or 11, the year of the Lawrence Maroney, Chad Jackson draft Sweet and uh, I mean, Maurice Jones drew and Greg Jennings went after Lawrence Maroney and Chad Jackson. So that it was just the most obvious, like, you know, one-to-one exactly what they wanted. Here are these very good players who went at, not that long after them um, that they just they took the wrong
0: player there. So and the funny sto- funny story I have about that is when Ryan was eleven years old. Uh, I was literally partying with Greg Jennings at Western Michigan University. So this is fun. This is fun. We're having fun here. This is really a good time. Yeah. Um, guys, let's jump right into it though. Um, in that uh, let's do it. that first bracket. Now you guys see uh, you guys watching on Facebook Live and um, and on YouTube on the premiere videos here. Um, right up uh, in the top left corner, you'll see that Greg Jennings region. Um, Guys, you guys fight over who wants to go first in that region. We're gonna go over the elite eight. We're not gonna go over every single every single guy on this list. Obviously, we're gonna go through the elite eight. Guys, who did you settle on coming out of uh, the the two the two guys coming out of this region?
1: Yeah, so um, so we talked about the regions, and and um, you know Chad Jackson is an obvious one. I think uh, yeah. you know he's he's got to be in the elite eight. I think you know it, it's it's one of the biggest busts. And what's interesting about about the Greg Jennings piece there is that the Patriots traded up with the Packers to draft Chad Jackson. The Packers traded down with the Patriots and then with the pick they acquired in the Chad Jackson trade drafted Greg Jennings instead. So it just, I mean, that even throws more salt in the wound on that that one. Mm. Uh, And then, and then we can discuss a little bit because there's a little sweet 16 matchup here that, um, that we had a disagreement about. Uh, the the Sweet 16 matchup is Antonio Brown against Cyrus Jones. Uh, I thought Antonio Brown. I know a few guys thought uh, a few of you guys thought uh, Cyrus Jones. I think that's that's kind of where we can start this conversation. I think.
2: Sure. And just to jump back real quick, so uh, Chad Jackson beat out Reggie Wayne
1: uh, in the round of 32,
2: okay. and then he they he would have beaten you know Scott Chandler or Darius Butler. And I just I want to give Brian 30 seconds here to just.
0: Yeah, not yeah, not not so fast here. Uh because uh, I know this is heavily focused on the the draft picks and because the Patriots, yep. you know, over over the course of the of the dynasty haven't been the most active team in free agency, but the Scott Chandler signing was so exciting so, because it was it was somewhat it was it was a little bit under the radar um it was, it was one of those signings where you saw the, the, the team go out and actually sign a guy that, that people had been talking about. Um, and then, then we had the entire summer of the Twin Towers and all of the, mm-hmm. all of the extra goal line work that, that Gronk and, and Chandler and Brady were doing off to the side in the red zone. Oh, getting red zone reps in. Oh, it was amazing. It, it was going to be the best offense ever. And what an absolute disaster he was um just never got, never got on the same page uh, i understand you can't take you, you can't you can't move him uh, ahead of guys like chad jackson and antonio brown but man uh, talk about this is like the all honorable mention guy for me is
1: yeah. is,
2: is scotch So man just a little note that was also the zach Sudfeld uh undrafted free agent year right yep
1: yeah i think so yeah uh
2: so obviously not a bust there but <laughs> if you're talking that is the that if we're doing uh preseason hype busts that's he's a, he's a one seed uh,
1: who was the uh, who was bam childress who would have been on that list as well <laughs> all
2: right so uh so antonio brown versus cyrus jones so i believe i was uh with you on antonio brown here brian i think you might have been leaning to cyrus jones there
0: you know for me for me it's kind of the same thing with scott chandler where it was more about like what you know what it could have been Right, like what it mm-hmm. you know, we we love to project forward, um, and uh, and we just see we have visions of all these TDs and uh, and receptions being thrown by Tom, but uh, that don't come to fruition. But I, I mean, Cyrus Jones was, he was just god awful, and the the turnovers, and and then then the storylines of the punt the punt returns, yeah. and uh, and ugh, I just no you're it's it's I'm cool with Cyrus Jones. Uh, not moving forward. Um, but I don't know. That's that's tough, man. That's whoo, that's, that's yeah. Really tough. Oh,
1: and it's. I mean, it's a good point because Cyrus Jones was, you know, an absolute disaster. And just just to talk about, so it was Antonio Brown against Tavon Wilson and Cyrus Jones against Lawrence Maroney. Um, you know, those were that are the, other four matchups there, or other two matchups there, I should say. And and obviously, AB wins and Cyrus Jones wins easily. And I think you know, I, I just think for AB. You know, you look at it, and and there was such potential there. The Patriots threw a huge guaranteed number at him, you know, and he was going to come in and and take the offense to a place that it hadn't been in a few years. And it looked great the first game. Now, granted, it was against Miami. It looked great the first game, and then you know the guy loses his mind, and you know, and and, and obviously you see what happens at the end of the season. And so, I think that that wound is still very fresh for sure, but. To me, AB is, I mean, I think some people, and I don't agree with it, and we'll talk about this, but, you know, I think some people could have AB as, like, winning this entire bracket because people had such high hopes for Antonio Brown. And listen, man, I I think when you look at it, the guy went absolutely insane for, for months, went nuts, and there was still Patriots fans saying, let's bring him back because he can help the offense. Like, well, that's how much people right. believed in that.
0: And let me let me just, let me make the case really quick. Um, yep, for why he why I can understand if people have him winning the whole bracket, and okay. that's because the, the wound still hasn't healed. He's still yeah. counting against the salary cap this year. That dead money is still counting against the cap. That they still don't yeah. have a, a, a firm date. It's not going to be before free agency starts. It doesn't appear uh, that they're mm-hmm. going to hear about the, the the determination on the grievance um, as far as that debt guarantee. So he's literally affecting their off season plans. Um, and now, yeah. now that's, that's the bed that they made, right? They, they, they gave him that money. They gave him that deal. But um, that's, that, that goes towards this bust. You know, with, with how up in the air this entire offseason is, to not know exactly where you stand cap-wise because of the grievances and when's that, when that's going to be worked out and ironed out and if it's going to go in the team's favor or not, that's a big deal. Um,
2: yeah. so that, no, that's just point.
0: another, that's just another part that goes, that goes to, uh, to Antonio Brown, Ryan, anything more to add before we go on to the Mark Andrews bracket?
2: Uh, so, I th- so I think we we have Antonio Brown advancing here, right? I think we, I think we can agree on that. Um, I just want to make one little quick note, um, for I, why Lawrence Moroney didn't advance here. Uh, the only difference between Lawrence Moroni and Cho- Sony Michelle is a Bowl ring, um, don't if, don't get mad at me, Ooh. but um, uh, yeah, we, we 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 can move on here. I love Sony. I love Lawrence. I love Lawrence Maroney. Uh, I had a Lawrence Maroney jersey before he even played a game. I, I played running back. Running again, I was like 11. I played running back. I was playing running back at that time. I was all in on Lawrence Maroney. Um, and my point there really is like people were disappointed in Sony Michelle's year this year, but you know they would no matter what happens now, no one's gonna call Sony Michelle a bust. Lawrence Maroney. Had that similar type of production, they just that was kind of the the lull in the Patriots, you know, dynasty, which is hilarious to say because they had undefeated season in there. Um, but that that was kind of the weak spot of the dynasty with no Super Bowl rings, and that's why that's part of why Lawrence Maroney's looked on so
0: negatively. I was more of a Marion um, Barber guy myself. Um, okay, <laughs> uh, we are moving on to the Mark Andrews region. Um, Pat, give us the uh, the two guys that are going to the Elite Eight from this region.
1: Yes, yeah, so going to the Elite Eight here are Duke Dawson and Jordan Richards. And just to kind of oh. backtrack where, where they came from, you got Duke Dawson versus Joey Galloway, Albert Hainsworth and Bethel Johnson, Sean Ellis and Chad Johnson, which, of course, is Chad Otocinco, for those of you that, uh, that don't remember that, and then Sean Springs and Jordan Richards. So, of course, Duke Dawson and Hainsworth win, Chad Johnson and Jordan Richards win, and then Dawson and Richards advance the Elite Eight there. And I think, to me... And, you know, people can talk about the Hainsworth thing. And and I think, um, you know, you can kind of go back and forth maybe on Ocho Cinco there. But to me, it's pretty clear that, that Duke Dawson and Jordan Richards are, are in the Elite Eight in this, in this one.
2: Yeah, I think it's, uh, it's pretty easy. I think that you can make a decent case for Albert Hainsworth. Um, but I'd, everyone, like Chad Johnson, Joey Galloway, those are just, you know, I think they technically traded for Chad Johnson, but those are just, you know, camp. Can't you know see what happens here same with reggie Wayne and the other side of that bracket that we already went over um right. it's it's hard to really call them busts when they were kind of back into their careers just seeing if you get anything out of them guys
0: yeah um okay so that top you know we, we can move on from there we got a little more uh, to break yeah, down. that was we'll a, that was about. a pretty easy one yeah yeah um demarcus lawrence regent ryan who is coming out of the uh this is going to be a hotly contested one as well. The Demarcus mm-hmm. Lawrence region.
2: All right. So we have uh, Dominique Easley as the one seed coming out of the top bra- top half of the bracket beating Jonathan Finney and uh, Jermaine Cunningham who beat Kenny Britt. And then we have Adelius Thomas as the two seed coming out, beating out Delta O'Neill, and then beating out Ron Brace who beat out Doug Gabriel. So we have Dominique Easley versus Adelius Thomas in the lead eight and I think between the three of us, there are, we don't think necessarily that one of these guys belongs, but we're split on which one that is. So, Pat, why don't you tell me uh, who you feel pretty strongly about here?
1: So, I feel I feel very strongly about about a in this situation. Uh, a Thomas to me is is one of the biggest busts in Patriots history, and and I think the reason why isn't because of his production, because if you look at just the stats, they're okay. He had a pretty good year in 07. He had a great Super Bowl in 07, and he played well. The issue to me is, you know, you talk about the guy who was by far the biggest free agent acquisition by the Patriots to that point, and outside of Stephon Gilmore is the only time they've ever set the market in the free agent market. And you look at what Gilmore's done and, and how amazing he's been. And a was Thomas was good, but never reached that level that we wanted him to. And then he almost single-handedly brought down the entire organization, you know, the entire franchise in 09 with his attitude and his cancerous behavior in the locker room. And it was a mess. And you know, everyone remembers that. Um that football life you know with belichick being taped in 09 about how the team just couldn't respond and you know then him and randy moss get stuck in you know in traffic and and he's got the whole thing with oh you know in the snowstorm and hey you know i was stuck in a snowstorm and you got to talk to bill about that and all this other stuff and it was just it was very contentious it was very bad it was something that the patriots really have never dealt with before or since and this is coming from a guy who they overextended themselves for and really went above the top of the market to bring this guy in. And he was a just just a complete and utter disaster at the end. And I know he had that one good year, and that's the conversation, obviously, with between him and Dominique Easley, where Easley was a first round pick and, you know, never played. But at the same time, I just Thomas to me, I wanted so much more from him, and I just never got it.
0: Fair, completely fair. My qualms with this region uh, don't lie in the in who made it to the elite eight. It's going to be coming up in a little bit when we talk about who's going to the final four. So Ryan, any right. any any qualms with uh, with these two guys making
2: it to the elite eight? Adelius Thomas uh, and uh, Dominique Easley. So given the, uh, you know, just given, I think this is kind of the one of the easier quarters of the bracket to pick just because the, the options are a little bit slim here, but I, I push back on the idea that Dominique Easley was a bust. Uh, Dominique Easley was a top five talent coming out of college before he had two back-to-back ACL injuries. Uh, and he was known as, you know, a risk to take in the first round. He was viewed as a luxury pick when he was taken in the first round by the Patriots because they could afford to, um, uh, you know, they had the depth that they could sustain it. And if they, if he's healthy, then they're getting a top five talent at pick 29. And if he's not healthy, then whatever, they can live with it. And they just got the the tails end of that coin flip.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: uh, so it, it, it's tough for me to call him a bust more than, you know, either, you can either call it a risk reward situation where the risk hit, or you can call it questionable process by the Patriots. I just have a hard time calling him a bust. Um, Pat, do you want to go over Jonathan Fanini really quick and just kind of remind people? Because I didn't even remember who he was until we were talking about this pre-show. So I think that might be a good story just to remind so people's like, memories.
1: So you did say, and you did say, you know, that, that it's kind of slim pickings on the side. I just think to me, it's a lot of forgettable names that, you know, people just don't think about. So Fennini mm-hmm. is a great example of that. You know, he had 11 sacks with, uh, with Cincinnati. They gave him a, a three-year, $12 million contract which is a fairly big contract for a defensive tackle. Especially and, seven years ago. Yeah, well, right, yeah. And and the problem is, is that uh, he had arthritis in his knee and then didn't disclose to the Patriots that in order to deal with the pain from the arthritis, he uh, relied on prescription painkillers. And so, you know, they ended up cutting him after the season. He barely played for the Patriots. They cut him at the end of the season, and then they filed a grievance to not pay him the rest of his guaranteed money because he lied about the medicals. I can't find any, anything on, on the, the uh, resolution of that. But um, when I did my research on it, I couldn't find anything, but it was, it was a bad, bad look. And I think Ron brace is another name where brace was a guy who, you know, we expected fairly big things out of, and was just an absolute, he was just an absolute bum. Uh, You know, Jermaine Cunningham, another one, Kenny Britt, another guy who like two years in a row, we're like, all right, this guy's gonna be the guy. And he, Mm -hmm. I mean, coming into the season, people are talking about Kenny Britt being the numbered one or two wide receiver for the Patriots. And he didn't even make it on the team. Right. He was just that bad. So that's the type of stuff where, again, it's almost like the, you know, what do we expect from those guys? And again, I don't think Kenny Britt beats out any of those guys and fanane and, and Ron brace and everything like that, but they're guys that are, that are more forgettable, but in that low, you know, in that, that 10 year low, you know, when they're not winning championships, these are guys that they brought in that just did nothing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and a part of the reason why they didn't win championships those 10 years, you know, if they had drafted guys in those situations that had made an impact, maybe they win a championship in those 10 years.
0: Right. All right. Last region, the Keenan Allen. Oh God. Oh, the Keenan <laughs> Allen. It's brutal, isn't it? <laughs> oh man. Oh, I love Keenan Allen. Um, okay. Uh, Pat, who is coming out of this region in the elite eight?
1: All right, so coming out in the Elite Eight is Razai Dowling and Aaron Dobson. And so uh, Dowling goes up against Fred Taylor in the first round. Uh, and then it's Mike Gillisley and Michael Bennett. And then it's Adrian Clem and Terrence Wheatley and Coney Ely and Aaron Dobson. Just a, lo- a pile of poo there. Uh, of course, Razai Dowling uh, goes forward. And then uh, we have Coney Ely, uh, I'm sorry, Aaron Dobson moving forward as well uh, from there. But those are the eight guys in that region. And uh, and again, another one, pretty clear cut, man. I mean, there's really no discussion here until we get the elite eight. It's clearly Razidali, yeah. No no problem here.
0: I don't. I don't think any of us three have any any problems with these two making it uh, to the elite eight. Ryan, any qualms?
2: No, no. um, I my only qualm is getting Fred Taylor on this bracket at all because Fred Taylor can do no wrong. I love that man
1: Uh, and we've talked about that but i I, again to me it's about expectation the guy was here for two years and really played you know yeah for sure so
0: okay so quick uh quick recap elite eight of badness uh (laughs) all-time patriots pats madness uh all-time patriots busts um elite eight we're gonna have chad jackson versus antonio brown yep uh dominique easily Versus, uh, versus Adelius Thomas, Duke Dawson versus Jordan Richards, Whew. and wow. yeah. Razai Dowling and Aaron Dobson. Okay. God, this is tr- uh, truly bad. Um, yes, it is. <laughs> where do you guys Where do you guys want to start? Uh, who is making it to this final four? Let's you know. Let's go into that Dawson Richards. Uh, okay. Let's go to that Dawson Richards matchup. What do you guys think, Ryan? Who, uh, who's coming out on top in that one?
2: So I think I think this is the easiest um, decision for me where it's Duke Dawson. Um, yeah. We were having this conversation. Jordan Richards. Uh, if this was um, you know, a, a bracket of the angriest that Patriots players has ever made, Patriots fans, Jordan Richards probably wins it. I've never seen so much universal celebration for trading a guy for a sixth round pick or seven, whatever it was that we got for him. Just getting him off the roster was such a coup for Patriots fans. They were so excited. There were a lot of. They they were, they were, they were were tweeting Falcons fans like, "Hey, just heads up, you were going to hate this man," and they, they hated that man. And it, it's, it shouldn't be possible for a team that trades a late round pick for a player to hate that player too. But that's how bad Jordan Richards is. Yeah. Um, he, when he came back, was that this year? Or was that last year? When it was, he came this, back, year. It was yeah. this year. So yeah. was like forever ago. But when he came back, that was like universal, like terror that he was coming. Yeah. That's how you, that's how you knew this season was done for, um, all that being said, Duke Dawson never played a game for the Patriots. So the answer is Duke Dawson.
1: Right. Look, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I love Jordan Richards. I, I, I loved him from the second they drafted him. When I found out his name was coach and all the players called him coach. Because he knew everyone's position on the field. He is like a he's like a coach on the field. The problem is, is he sucks at football. But like, you know, it's it's I, I like the fact I like him as a guy. He's always seems like a very nice guy, and everything else. He's just not good at football. And so the Patriots draft him in the second round, and he stinks, and he should have played special teams exclusively his entire career, and somehow ends up in the Super Bowl, playing in the secondary, getting torched all over the place. And so clearly for him, it, it's a bad look. But it's not really his fault. He just sucks at, at football. So you know. Uh, but Duke Dawson. With that being said, Duke Dawson is the only player in the Belichick era to be drafted in the first or second round and not make it onto the team the second year. Uh, he's the only player. And you look at some of the names on this list, and you're like, really, those guys? He he is the worst player out of all those guys. And according to Belichick, at least. And so that's why, to me, it's a pretty clear that he moves on to the final four.
0: All right here here's where I'm gonna put my foot down. I'm still gonna lose because I'm still outvoted two to three. but guys, yes, Duke Dawson was gone. He was here for about a month and a half, it felt like and then he's gone. And I think the only reason for that was is because they simply had the opportunity afforded to them to do that pick swap with Denver. If that if that opportunity isn't there, I still I still think they find a way to have him on the roster last year and try to develop him. And he played he played in Denver. I don't know if he played well. I assume he didn't. Um but but I, I have no way of knowing. I don't know Spoiler, if Duke, he didn't I, I don't know if Duke Dawson is real, to be honest with you. Um I don't know <laughs> if he exists, but I know for a fact that Jordan Richards exists. And I know that zero games from a player is better than all of the on-field contributions that the Patriots got from Jordan Richards. Having Jordan Richards actually participate actively in games is worse than having somebody not even on the team anymore after, after 48 hours with the club. So that is my Richards pitch. Uh, I lose. Duke Dawson moves on to the Final Four. He is going to take on the winner of who? Oh, oh man, I can't. I, I it's, yeah. it it keeps taking my breath away, um, the badness of it. But Razai Dowling,
2: Aaron Dobson,
0: Ryan, take it away.
2: Okay, so this is a this is a tough one. Um, I was all in on Aaron Dobson. I was, you know, I was high school me was screaming about. Um, you know, he's never had, he had one career drop at Marshall and it was in his, his freshman year, uh, which wasn't actually true because drop stats make, you know, are terribly recorded. Um, but yeah, I was all in on Aaron Dobson, Aaron Dobson and Kembrel Tompkins. That was the future. Um, and he was really bad. Don't forget about Josh Boyce. Boyce. Josh Boyce. (laughs) Um, and so, so in terms of which one of these hurt me more, it was Aaron Dobson, but in terms of who advances, I think it's gotta be Razi Dowling. Um, he was the first pick of the second round in the year he was drafted. Uh he only played nine games for the Patriots. Um Aaron Dobson, the only Patriots game that I regular season Patriots game that I've been to was Aaron Dobson's two touchdowns against the Steelers. Uh, so Aaron Do- I have proof that Aaron Dobson did something in a Patriots uniform. I don't think we have that proof for Razai Dowling. And considering he was the higher of these second round picks, uh, I think that, that the answer's gotta be Dowling.
1: Yeah. It's tough for me because I'm in the same boat as you. I loved Aaron Dobson when he came out. I thought he was a great player. I saw, you know, the, the, the one clip, if you've seen it, you know, <laughs> the one clip of him in the back of the end zone with Marshall with the one handy catch over three guys. It was unbelievable. I'm like, Oh my God, that guy's amazing. And then they drafted him in the second round. And I'm like, this kid's going to be a beast. And he was so bad, like <laughs> so bad. And, you know, I, I think, the problem with Dobson is that they invested so much in him. You know, they tried to rebuild their their offense in 2013 by drafting Aaron Dobson, Josh Boyce, bringing in Cameron Tompkins, and they all sucked. And Tompkins was probably the best out of the three of them, which is crazy. And so game-winning touchdown against the Saints. Yeah, and so and so to me, you know, I hate Aaron Dobson for that reason, but Roz, I doubt Dowling was just an absolute whiff. And you just, in that situation at pick 33, you just can't whiff that bad on a pick. And so to me, that's why he moves forward to the final four over Aaron Dobson because as bad as Dobson was, Dowling is in that spot. You need a corner, and he's just that bad that you just can't even do anything with him. And so to me, Dowling moves on.
0: Yeah, I think the true litmus test for how uh, for the for the the terribleness of a Patriots second round pick is does he go on to another team and have a somewhat serviceable or even pretty good career. Uh, that's right. how you really separate these guys. And Razai Dowling just n- no, I mean he immediately went to the Jets and from there was never heard from again. And now I believe he's coaching defensive backs at William and Mary College. Um, Yikes! Fun fact. So yeah, that's that's those are the two easy well that that's the easiest bracket of the of this uh, elite 8 um mm-hmm. so uh, it'll be duke dawson and Razai dowling not covering each other on the way to the final four <laughs> um all right we're going to – this is going to get uh you know what we'll save the best for last uh let's go chad jackson versus antonio oh, versus Anto- i thought that was, i thought that was the best okay no, let's get into it. no 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 um chad jackson versus ab pat who who uh, who's moving on here?
1: I mean, to me, it's Chad Jackson. It's it's Chad Jackson, and 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 there's there's multiple reasons why, and and I think you laid the case out for Antonio Brown very well, Brian. But you know, to me, Chad Jackson was again. You look at the guy, and you're like, how in the world can this guy not play? He runs a four three two forty. He's six one. He's an absolute stud. A monster. I mean, I told you guys when off air, like I played basketball with him one time. He is the most impressive physical specimen I've ever seen like live. It's unbelievable. And I played with I've just pick up I've played with a bunch of dudes and like he just physically when you see him, you're like that guy is a monster. And he was so bad on the field, so bad on the field that he couldn't even get on the field. And it was it was it was awful. And so, you know, and to me, that's a big loss. And again, when you look at who they draft, I mean, they literally traded back. And again, it's like a slap in the face. You know, the Packers, they trade back with the Packers. And that's why when Felger Maz always talk about, you know, the Patriots always trade back and they trade back and they trade back. And it's always a nightmare when they trade back. Well, this time they traded up with the Packers and they drafted the wrong guy. And so it's just like, it's not about where you trade. It's about drafting the right guy. Packers trade back, they draft Greg Jennings. Patriots trade up, they draft Chad Jackson. And So, you know, to me, that one wins to me because he's just so bad that, you know, the Patriots just, they just, uh, it's it, nauseating how bad Chad Jackson is. And so to me, he's in the final four for sure.
0: Brian, who do you got?
2: Uh, so I also have Chad Jackson and I think um, you just did a really good job laying it out. So I'll keep it short and sweet here. Uh, Antonio Brown nearly matched Chad Jackson's career patriots totals in the one game that antonio brown played for the
1: Dolphins. or <laughs> patriots the Dolphins. um antonio brown you
2: know may he 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 basically torpedoed the season and he didn't because i don't think that they were a super bowl team with or without him but they aren't losing to the titans or the right. Dolphins before you know they they are getting a first round buy and probably at least extending that championship game streak with um antonio brown if they find a way to get by the chiefs again they probably win the super bowl because i think they're a better team than the 49ers with antonio brown i think the chiefs were the best team in the league regardless so you know just rest easy at night knowing that that he probably didn't cost you a super bowl but he definitely made this season a lot more frustrating than it needed to be
1: um, he did, right?
2: yeah. so it, it's chad jackson but antonio brown is very well deserving um and if he's in maybe a different portion of this bracket maybe he makes a little has a bit of a deeper run here but it's it's Chad Jackson.
0: Fair. Okay. Um, the contentious, from in my opinion, the most contentious bracket. Uh, yep. Dominique Easley versus Adelius Thomas. Uh, Pat, continue laying out your wrong argument for Adelius
1: Thomas. <laughs> so, again, uh, well, first of all, Number one, uh, you know, it's not fun to have all chalk, right? If you got all the number one picks in the in the final four, what fun is that? And so True. that's argument number one. Got you on that one. True. Yeah, suck yep. it. So, but <laughs> um, but I'm, then, I'm
0: trying for an all Gators final four here, but it's not working. On.
1: I mean, can you imagine? you know, you talk about Chad Jackson, Dominique Easley, Duke Dawson. Those are all Gators. That's unbelievable, dude. Like that. We that have Jermaine would be Cunningham insane.
0: on this list too. I
1: was gonna say Cunningham's on the list too. It's like it, it's crazy. So um, but to me, again, you know, and I, I've you know I've talked about it already, and I think I think what I'm gonna bring up with Ryan is interesting too. What Ryan said earlier about Easley. The fact that Easley you knew his issues going in. You knew he had knee issues going in. The Patriots should have never drafted him where they drafted him, they should have never done it, and they did it anyways, which was stupid. But it was a, as you know, as Ryan already said, a luxury pick. That's what it was. It was, hey, we have an opportunity here to draft a guy who is, you know, an elite talent, but is injured, and let's see what happens. And of course, it, he was terrible. He never really played, and he went to the, you know, he went to the Rams, and they stunk when he was there too. And so it just like he never did anything. And so I can see the argument for Dominique Easley. And it's funny because my argument for Dominique Easley, uh, I'm sorry. My argument for Duke Dawson is basically your argument for Dominique Easley, which is interesting, you know? And so I, I can, I, so I see where you're coming from. It's almost like we're on opposite sides of it there because my argument for Duke Dawson is he never played for the Patriots and he sucked. And your argument for Dominique Easley is he never played for the Patriots and he sucked. And so, you know, so I understand that. I guess to, the biggest thing to me is Thomas was supposed to be the guy, like the guy. It was the first time Belichick had ever extended himself in free agency. It was, was the, it's the only the second, it's only one of the times he's ever done it at all as the head coach of the Patriots. So to me, I thought he should be one of the best players in the league. And he clearly wasn't. Um, even when he played in 07, he was fine. He had the one pick six against San Diego where I was like, oh my God, he is so big and so fast. It's going to be unbelievable. It's the only interception he had with the Patriots, but either way, you know, I, I expected more from him. Was he terrible when he was here on the field? No. But he wasn't great either. He was fine. He was very good in 07. He was meh in 08. And he was average in 09. And so that's my issue with him. And again, you know, the fact that he was such a cancer in that 09 locker room. And look, we see it. You know, you see it in the the football life with Belichick about how, you know, he's making comments about Belichick and everything like that. And they've never dealt with that before. Before or since. They've never had a guy do that the way he did it. And so you know, that's my biggest issue with him is that he was supposed to basically turn the defense around and be like, you know, he was 30 when he came here. So it's not like he was super young, but, you know, be like that next guy on defense. And he just wasn't.
0: Ryan, who you got, bud?
1: Um, So I'm going to see most of my
2: time to you, Brian, because I know you feel strongly about this. So I also have Adelius Thomas, but I laid out my case for Dom easily, not, being a bust earlier so Adelius Thomas is moving on um almost by default here I I think I land in the middle of you guys on Thomas I think that uh he is worthy of his seating I think that in a different bracket he in a different part portion of the bracket he probably goes out a little bit earlier um so I get Pat's argument but I do think that Having a solid season on an undefeated team kind of pulls you away, which I know is your argument there, Brian. So I follow a little bit more in between. I lean Thomas uh, just more because I feel less strongly about easily than I do about Thomas. So I'm going to let Brian go and I'm just going to continue watching the Celtics blow a massive lead in overtime. Here.
0: No, no. <laughs> um, okay. So first of all, cupcake road to the, to the elite eight uh, with, you know, with Delta O'Neill and then, R.I.P. Ron Brace um, and uh, and then and Doug Gabriel, whoever came out uh, on top in that, but um, but yeah, my my argument is I'll take a, you know a few years of average, sure. Um, he was good in 07. Uh, was he highly paid? Yeah, he was he was highly paid. But uh, you know, that's that's what happens when you dabble in free agency, right? You're not gonna you're not gonna hit on all the free agents uh, and and the Patriots, particularly. You know, even now, uh, don't. Don't heavily invest their resources in free agency. Um, but my main point is, Dominique Easley was cut for the same reasons. There, there, he wasn't that he wasn't the Patriots locker room guy. Um, when you draft a guy in the first round, you have five years of control, and you cut him after two years, uh, both of which ended up with him going on IR in the second week of December, um, and, and you knew. You knew about these these injury issues, you know that we knew all about all of the huge injury risk uh, surrounding Dominique Easley. It was another pick that kind of when it came down uh, across the wire, it was like you know, kind of took you back for a second, kind of like the Jordan Richards pick. Like you could have waited, you could have waited a round or two at least, um, mm. or or just passed on on them altogether and let somebody else take on that risk. Um, did it set them back at all? No, they won the Super Bowl that year. Uh, they had Alan Branch playing at a ridiculous level. They had Vince Bullfork. Uh, but the next year, Vince is gone, and, uh, and and Easley's got to slide in, and he was undersized at the time. He's more of that penetrating guy, that um, that uh, penetrating three-tech type of defensive tackle um, that they were trying to constantly find uh, uh, that position, that third-down guy for years after that. We saw it with Anthony Johnson in the preseason the first couple of weeks of the year uh, in 2015 and 2016. Um, Adam Butler, uh, is a, is a product of, of, of them looking to fill that position. Um, even Dietrich wise a little bit, um, yeah. that, that big edge that kicks inside, you know, it's the Dominic Easley role. They've been trying to fill ever since he busted out. Um, and until Adam Butler, realistically, they really didn't fill it very well. Um, so I'm going to go Dom easily, but I am outvoted again because Ryan is a coward. <laughs> and, you know, if you're not part of the, uh, of the solution, you're part of the problem, Ryan. Uh, okay, final four. Uh, yeah. Uh, here we go. Final four, Chad Jackson versus Dalius Thomas. And on the other side, Duke Dawson and Razai Dowling. Oh, that's just nasty. <laughs> right? Who, who, it is. Who, who wants to go first here? Ryan?
2: Yeah, I'll go. Um, I am going to suggest that we submit our, final, our finals – together just because we're running a little bit long here so i'm going to give you my winners for each matchup here you um i've got chad jackson over delius thomas again like i said i don't i don't feel super strongly that delius thomas deserves to come this far um it's more a product of just who he goes up against in that region so chad jackson is a pretty easy pick for me uh duke dawson versus Razi dowling is really interesting and in fact uh pat swayed my opinion just talking pre-show about this um Razi dowling is again one of the biggest busts of the Patriots ever. Obviously he's in the final four right now. Uh, First overall, first pick of the second round uh, played nine games over two years and was cut uh, and didn't do anything in those nine games. Duke Dawson was a later second round pick. They traded up to get him, uh, did not play a single game for the Patriots and then was traded for, you know, a 20 or so pick jump from the middle of the seventh or late seventh to the back of the sixth. Um, So like a one round jump to get rid of Duke Dawson. And after one year where he didn't play a single snap for you, Uh, those are two really strong options. And if, if, if we were going to reseed here, this would still be the matchup because I think they'd be the two and the three. Uh, But I'm, I'm going Duke Dawson just because again, Raza Dowling did nothing in the games that he played for the Patriots. Duke Dawson literally did not play for the Patriots. He right. he was he spent one year. He was injured, not his fault. He spent that year catching up, but then he looked so he did not look good enough when he came back from injury to warrant any snaps on the field during that run. And then in that next year, he was not good enough in spring training, in a sorry spring training baseball mode uh, mm-hmm. in the preseason to warrant even um giving a chance period. Like he he didn't get a chance. They decided he was not worth a chance after trading up to get him in the second round. So, I've got Chad Jackson versus Duke Dawson in the finals.
1: Yeah. I'll tell you what, Brian, you know, we we argued about Dominique Easley and Davis Thomas and as far as I'm concerned, you can have Dominique Easley because he's getting blown out by Chad Jackson no matter <laughs> what anyways, so it doesn't matter. Right. So, Chad Jackson's pretty much going against whoever he wants here and he it's an easy win for Chad Jackson again. Uh, just just an absolutely terrible pick and and I think you know uh, you obviously know where I stand Ryan told you you know where I stand Here, here's here's the thing about Duke Dawson here's the only thing in my opinion you need to know about Duke Dawson. he is the only player in the Bill Belichick era to be drafted in the first or second round and not make it to the second season with the Patriots. He didn't even make it to the second season. He was drafted in the second round. they traded up. They traded a fourth round pick. They threw a fourth round pick out the window, included with the second round pick they used to draft him. And they didn't even bring him back for his second year. And so to me, that's all you need to know about that guy. And, you know, and I know the Raza Dowling thing, and that's one of the worst picks the Patriots have ever made because they had a great opportunity. They had a big need at corner. And you can see that littered around here with the Delta O'Neill and the Sean Springs and the, you know, and all these guys that in the Terrence Wheatleys and these guys that they try to bring in to play corner and they sucked and they couldn't do it for years. And Rosalie Dowling is another great example of that. And probably the worst example of that. Uh, I, I, I would say best, but I can't because he's just the worst example of that. And so, um, but to me, Duke Dawson is more of a bust because of what they gave up to get him and the fact that they literally before his second year would just like just get the hell out of here like we just we're not dealing with this anymore. Mm-hmm.
0: Um I can I can't argue with it. Uh you know, my guy, my guy Jordan Richards, I think I think either one of these guys would have would have would have taken out Dowling. Um Yeah. Just just there's so much badness, but uh, <laughs> the thing the thing I have uh so so All right, so we're basically – we're both – we're all in agreement here. Chad Jackson versus versus Duke Dawson is what what it comes down to. When you look at this Final Four, uh, an all-Gators championship round of crap. Um, Yikes. So uh, my thing with Duke Dawson is – well, you know what? Let me backtrack real quick because Razai Dowling isn't even a problem if – they draft Chad. If they don't draft Chad Jackson and they take Andrew Whitworth, then they don't have right. to go. Then they don't have to go after Nate Solder in twenty eleven. Right. And the Razai Dowling thing is off the table. I don't. I don't even know what first round corners were available at eleven, uh, in twenty eleven.
1: I mean, but that's a, it, It's and that's that's part of the problem is that you look at you know, the, not just the fact that. It happened, but the trickle-down effect, right, of n- drafting this guy and just completely missing and then having to address that same position over and over and over and over again. And like I said, cornerback is a great example of that. I mean, look at how many corners are on here. You know, we get 32 guys on the list. You have Darius Butler, Tavon, and Tavon Wilson I know is a safety, but I'm lumping him in there anyways. Darius Butler, Tavon Wilson, Cyrus Jones, uh, Delta O'Neal, Wheatley, Terrence, Terrence Wheatley, Razai Dowling, Jordan Richards, Sean Springs, and Dude Goss. Like it's, it's an outlandish number of D backs that they've had on this list that they just can't hit on these guys. And so you keep going back to the well because you can't bring in enough good players at that position. And it just becomes a problem over and over and over and over again. So let me and hey, so and so like let, you, you know. Let,
0: let me jump in here. Let me finish this thought real quick on yes on on Chad Jackson versus Duke Dawson, and why the Chad Jackson pick is so bad is if if you take Andrew Whitworth there, you have him and um, you're set at both of your tackle positions for the foreseeable future. Foreseeable future. Yeah. Matt Light's there for another three right. years. Um, and then you can move Whitworth over. Whitworth's still balling out in the NFL. But yeah. then at 17 in 2011, you want to take a DB? Go for it. Prince of Mukamura is there. Jimmy Smith is there. Um, yeah. But then – oh, this kills me. And Ryan, you know how much this is going to kill me. Cam Jordan is there. If you want to go ahead <laughs> – you want to sure up that D-line, and you don't want to roll out Sean Ellis and Kyle Love and – and all these dudes that were there rolling out right. in, in twenty eleven and and, and and uh I mean I mean Brian, Brian, C- Cam- Brian, Brian, Cameron, Brian.
2: Cameron Hayward. All right, Brian, is Brian you're bearing you the lead. Be. Brian, you're bearing the lead. Julio Jones cloned John Baldwin was there. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh. Come on, all right. Listen, ah. We listen, we're going down the rabbit hole here. It's we, Chad like, Jackson. We can't do this. Ch- Chad Jackson yeah. was
0: an absolute trickle down domino effect disaster.
1: Yeah. And so I think I think Brian, what you're saying, and 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 I agree with you, and I know Ryan does as well. Is Chad Jackson's the winner of this bracket? Well, yes. uh, the winner question mark of this bracket because he is that right there is the pick that changes everything. Yeah. It, it changes everything. In 2011, it changes. You know, if you make that right, if you get that pick right, and that's 06, But if you get that Chad Jackson pick right, then you're looking at it saying, okay. Like we got something here now. In '06, they were so bad they had to retool their entire offense, bring in Randy Moss, bring in Wes Welker. Do you know they changed everything?
0: But but hey, so so maybe Chad Jackson is our Mo Lewis, and they go undefeated. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they cool. go undefeated the next year.
2: He absolutely is. If if yes. if you want, if you want if to, they talk won, about
1: it. but they lost, and so it doesn't <laughs> matter because '07 is the worst experience of my life, and so like it doesn't, you know, so. A counterpoint if chad jackson hits then they don't go undefeated and then i don't have the worst night of my life ever <laughs> so you know i'll blame him for that too you want to blame him for that i'm down I'm, I'm
2: good with that only except that that would have probably meant that randy moss isn't a patriot and i don't, I don't that's a good him. point yeah it, it, it's not that i if you told me i could have an undefeated super bowl season or randy moss is a patriot i have that to think me. about it i have to think yeah. about
1: it i know. Uh, yeah,
0: but, all still. right we have we have uh yeah we've gone long we told you know we told you we would um but a regular chat, thing on this guys go to <laughs> pats uh pat w- what's the deal um when's the article coming out is it out what tell everybody give everybody all the details where they yeah so i'm gonna try
1: comments? to i'm gonna try my best to get it online um today or tomorrow or whatever i don't know what day you're releasing this but wednesday i'm gonna try to get it online Um, So that it's there for you to download. I am going to have, we're going to have you guys voting. Um, Last year, we had you guys vote on the, on the articles. And so I might write a write up for all 32 of these guys. If I'm feeling adventurous, Uh, I might not, but either way, what I'd like to have you do is vote on Twitter. We're going to have each one of these matchups on Twitter, hopefully. uh, And also then um, in article form as well. So you can vote on that. And then it will be based on the article voting and the Twitter voting those two combined will bring us down and then you guys the you know the readers you guys are going to be the ones that decide who the biggest bust of the bill belichick is.
0: (laughs) all right so now this is this is what happened this is how fans of dynasties like the patriots spend their off seasons yeah bitching and moaning about all the stuff we haven't had uh and (laughs) uh it's awesome it's fun that's why guys it's fun this is fun stuff well and that's
1: the thing listen if we were the cleveland browns this wouldn't be fun R- no what's <laughs> so fun
0: if we were the cleveland browns this would be you know the best the best browns picks of the last 20 years and it would um, right. it would be it would be
2: equally hard to fill out 32 worthy candidates exactly right
0: um so guys Make sure you guys are tuning in over at patspulpit.com all week uh, and all over the next you know a couple weeks specifically for the uh, the, the Pats Madness um, voting and keep an eye out on Twitter. Um, guys, you, you got to be tuning in all offseason. All the, all the coverage is there. Um, yep. Make sure you're following yep, sure. these two guys here on Twitter uh, at Ryan underscore Kieran, K-E-I-R-A-N, and okay. at Plain underscore Pats uh, P L A N E, uh, for That's Mr. Right. Pat Lane. Um, don't follow me on Twitter. It's cool. Uh, <laughs> at, B at, Phillips <laughs> underscore at, B. at B Phillips underscore S B, I guess. Um, but guys, thank you for tuning in. I know we went a little long, like I said, we're having a little fun this week, but, um, we will, uh, we will catch you guys next time, next week uh, on another episode of Deep Down the Middle. Oh, and make sure you guys are downloading the Deep Down the Middle podcast as well as uh, the Pat Nation podcast with Pat Lane, our guest uh, this week, and Spags. So, uh,
1: hey, just subscribe. All you got to do is subscribe to the Pat's Pulpit Network, and boom, you get them all. There you go. Including... You know, and then you get you get Mark I too. Just and,
2: while you're at
0: it, you and know. And you know? hey, we got our pitch man here. Um. Anyway, thanks guys. Thanks for tuning in. Uh. We will catch you next time. All right. Go Pats.
2: Thanks guys.